You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slap It Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, What up, what up, the Real Coach JB here, man, another Slapdick Podcast coming at you, uh, lots to discuss, it won't be a long one, uh, title of the show is misunderstood or too controversial am i misunderstood or am i just controversial i'm gonna let you guys decide today man and uh let you figure it out let me know quote of the day man leaders become great not because of their power but because of their ability to empower others Leaders become great, not because of their power, but because of their ability to empower others. Like I always say, leaders create more leaders, not more followers. Lots to discuss, man. This show is brought to you by betonline.ag. They've been a slapdick podcast supporter the whole time, pretty much. And so, um, you know, hey, it is what it is, man. I appreciate BetOnline. I'm betting today. Uh, even though there ain't shit on right now, fucking hockey, but it is what it is. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. Um, but now from a word for our sponsor, bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action online, BetOnline.ag. NBA is in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the March madness tournament. The tournament is coming. And so is the hundred thousand dollar bracket madness contest as bet online is the spot. To be for all your bracketology needs. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to, head to the website, betonline.ag. Use your mobile device or sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Check it out, man. I play blackjack on there all the time. I'm up 180. I'm down fucking 10. Like in a heartbeat. So be 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 careful. If you got a problem, go to Betters Anonymous or whatever those fucks things are. Don't you hate when you get that fucking? I play DraftKings too, so I'll get a fucking text. You spent fifteen hundred dollars in the last six months or whatever, right? But I've won money back. You fucks. Don't send me no Betters Anonymous fucking gambling anonymous fucking tip. If you have a gambling addiction, please go see. <laughs> No, it's not a, that's a weak-minded motherfucker. I can stop betting, you dumb fucks. But if you don't want my money, fuck you. Misunderstood or controversial? Title of this show. I'm going to tie it in, not only with myself, but with all these other people I'm going to mention. But get it started. There's a rumor out there, obviously. Every time a big job opens up, you know, and I appreciate it, man. I really do. The fan bases from certain areas. Arkansas, when the job opened. Man, great fan base. They fucking pushed. Hire Coach JB. Florida State. You guys remember that? Hire Coach JB. Now the new one is Kansas University. The Jayhawks. Okay. Listen. 
the crowd, the fan base in Kansas, I want to honestly say KU has one of the best fan bases, in my opinion, that I've seen. And at least of myself. I mean, it's going to tell you, they support the shit out of me. And I can't be more thankful to them, man. I got a standing ovation when they played Oklahoma State a couple years back, man, in the crowd. It was crazy. Uh, and when my buddy was the head coach, Dave Beatty. And it was, uh, it was a... Uh, Man, welcoming, welcoming uh, a bunch, man. I went up there to speak to a psychology class, and uh, man, the, the 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 student body had signs. Hire JB, uh, running around like the, their little grassy knoll area over there, right above the stadium. Beautiful campus. Lawrence is a beautiful town. Uh, hey, man, I love my Lawrence Kansans, man, and. Uh, Jayhawks, man, go chalk. You know, I appreciate you guys, man. Um, rock chalk, man, is what it is. But I want to address that. Those type of schools, they unfortunately will never hire a guy like me. I, I mean, hey, if they called, I'd take it, but that ain't going to happen. I'm just telling people, you don't have to <laughs> hit me up saying, Coach, did you apply? It doesn't work that way. You don't apply for jobs like that. It's not like a high school job or a junior college job. You don't apply for jobs like those. And you usually have agents and things working. And they have, a, they have uh, you know, they hire search committees and all this shit. And, it, and everyone does it, and they continue to just do it. And it's, it's, you know, it's easy to be average, right? It's easy to be average. It's hard to be different. And, um, you know, the hard thing is being different, changing the narrative, man, and, you know, being trendsetters, you know. I just wish one day a president would bring the AD in and say, you know, well, they, some guy posted, I, I've had a ton, a million fucking reach outs for fucking support, man. Hey, man, coach, I, you're the best. I appreciate it. And then you have your haters. You know, I'm always going to have my haters, but I've had much, 99% of more love than hate. And, you know, some people come out and say, well, KU would be a laughing stock. <laughs> what are they now? Are they fucking Alabama of the Big 12? Something I don't know about? What is KU now? I, I mean, this is my thing. These people, these presidents and ADs, they have PhDs. You would think they have a little bit of money management experience and taking courses and those type of things, account management, accounting, budgets, big time budgets, you know, millions of dollars in budgets, hundreds of millions. You would think they have an outside the box thinking ability to say, let's, let's do something different here. Let's not just take the guy that got fired at that school and bring his ass here. And then in two years, we're going to have to pay him to leave our institution because again, he was below average subpar. They continue to hire the same people and that just blows my mind, but th that is what it is. And I've, you know, I've pretty much accepted that and it's, un it's unfortunate, not for myself, um, in no way, shape or form is this a pitch. This is a, this is a, I'm delegating a discussion to all these young coaches out there that get passed by by the same 
dude that continues to be average or subpar and these presidents and ADs blow my mind by not not saying, you know what, let's try to get this guy on the cheap. Let's make him, pro- what do we have to lose? Let's pay a guy like, let's say, for instance, a guy like myself. Let's give him fucking, let's say 500 grand, all right? Well below market value. I would tell them to give me 250 grand and give me the same pool of money you would give me for everyone else, for my assistants. And I might have higher paid coordinators than I do myself but that's the risk versus reward mentality that these guys have to think with I believe because what do you have to lose pay me 250 pay the coordinators three four five hundred probably what they're getting there they're low paid for you know speaking relatively speaking and and let, let's go, let's l- watch some grinders go out there and show you how to really do this thing in a manner that you've never seen. I know the business. I know the game. I've seen it from an inside up and close and personal. It's the same dudes get it. They expect to get it. They're mediocre at, with work ethic. They're expecting everything to be done for them. There's no fucking you know, tearing down walls, getting their fingernails dirty. There's no changing of the culture. They say they want to do this. They, they're, they're more media people. They want to speak to the media with their suit and ties. But where it matters in that locker room with those kids, they don't get their fingernails dirty. They don't understand how to really go in there and grind it out and flip the script, so to speak. And you know what? I don't, you cannot, as, as a coach, you don't take jobs. It's so political and bureaucratic, man. You don't take jobs if the administration doesn't have two feet in going the same direction that you're going. You can't have two feet in as the head guy and your AD has one foot in, your president has no feet in and expect to change. That's been KU's issue. That's been UCLA. I mean, I can name a ton of schools that that's the issue. And unfortunately, that is the business. They paid Willie Taggart $18 million to leave. They paid Gus Malzahn $34 million to leave. They just paid Les Miles, who was fired for cause, $2 million. I don't know why you paid the man. You paid a guy who was caught messing with girls in some type of some type of shape or form 2 million dollars to leave you're still paying charlie weiss you're still paying charlie weiss like when like i don't understand ignorance is life threatening and fuck man doing the same shit over and over (laughs) expecting a different result is insanity you have phds mr presidents and ad's you're supposed to be smarter than us you're supposed to be more tactical you're supposed to be more you know outside the box thinking let's figure out ways to save dollars here make dollars here and bring money in this way, this way, and this way that we've never done. Now, listen, I'm not, like I said, man, I'm not pitching for myself. But 
it's hard not to advocate for yourself when you have tons of crowd and fan base who are supporting me. Like, I appreciate the shit out of them. And I, I don't want to just ignore it because it is, to me, it's disrespectful to that fan base that have came out to support me. Like, I appreciate the hell out of them. I, I'm telling you now, they're not ever going to hire a guy like myself. But what I'm telling you is I appreciate it. And that's why I'm discussing it today. You know, if you hire a guy like me, and I'm not boasting, okay? Obviously, I know the state very well. I played my college ball there. I played in the NFL there, right up the road. I I recruited the whole area. I know the area well. I have presidents and AD, uh, principals and ADs and head coaches that I played with in college that are all over that state. I recruit the state better than any of those other coaches did. Not only when I was at Garden City, but when I was at Independence, even though when we became an out-of-state league, I still got my Kansas kids because those guys that I played with in college played with me are now those coaches and those ADs. We have a bond. So I have my second home is Kansas, all right? And it always has been. So since since my one of my old coaches brought me out there to play at Fort Hayes State in the western side of the state, um, having the opportunity to have a little cup of tea in KC and living in St. Joe's and being around that area. And then, you know, being an opportunity to play coach at Garden City on the other side of the state and then, then an independence on the other side of the state right below Lawrence. And then knowing certain guys that have been through there. You know, KU at one point used to recruit California Juco real heavily. They had a quarterback named Dylan Smith, played at Santa Monica Juco when I was at Compton. Um, he ended up going to KU and being the two-year starter there. They had uh, several guys that went to KU, um, California Juco guys, back in the day. They stopped doing it. I don't know why. But getting back to my point, I appreciate all the support. I really do if all you KU fans are listening. At the same time, like imagine a, a, a KU hiring me, and I'm not boasting here. I believe the crowd. I've been to games the last few years, just just going out to the games with seeing Coach Beatty and just talking to them and different stuff. The crowd is less than half, half capacity crowd. I'm positive that I could fill that stadium, and I'm not boasting. I'm positive the energy that I would bring to that place would fill that stadium on a day to day, game to game, home game basis. That's just my opinion. That's my honest opinion. That's what I truly believe in my heart. Now, there's revenue you haven't had in a while, number one. Number two, you save money on the dollar. You save dollars by hiring this guy like me and my staff. I'm not going to hire the staff I had at Independence. I'm not, gonna be, I'm not an idiot. People don't understand. People think, oh, this guy is just a loudmouth guy on, on Netflix. Let me tell you something. You go talk to any D1 coach. You could talk to a bunch of NFL coaches. I can coach with anyone. I can structure and organize a program with anyone. And I would put my, I would bet dollars to dimes that you would be shocked and put your money where your mouth is. If you ever want to get busy with me on a board or in person or on the phone, let me know. I want to see people's resumes. People always want to talk shit because they think they know me because of a show and what they cut out. They film me 5,000 hours. They put 16 hours in two years on a film. Shut the fuck up. Quit assuming that you know. You have not a clue. 
Some guy yesterday, your academic program was a joke. You only cared about keeping your guys eligible. Why don't you ask my players what they thought about me in my academic process? Why don't you ask my coaches? It blows my mind that people think they were there. They have not a fucking clue what I do and what I did, but yet I bet you had the lowest graduation rate. I literally had to show him stats. Not only did I have the highest graduation rate in junior college history of football playing schools, we had the highest retention rate, the highest transfer rate, and more kids sent Division I with a higher GPA of a football-playing JUCO than anyone in America. Now, if you don't think that will carry over to a school like Kansas University, you're crazy. Where there's more resources, more support, more and better in tutoring, more in-depth personal services, IEP services, different things like that. Fellas, I have two master's degrees. I, you, you don't judge a book by its cover. Please stop doing it because you guys don't know. Just because I say this doesn't mean I do this. <laughs> you don't understand. But it is what it is. So, again, misunderstood or controversial? 99, you know, shit, I want to say 50% think I'm misunderstood, 50% think I'm controversial. Fine, I don't care. I'm about results. It's a results-oriented business that this is. There's no gray area. Last time I checked, they took score. Last time I checked, the AD at KU made a statement, not only mentioning Les Miles' deal, but mentioning we're going to win football games. That's what we're here to do. See, that's not the approach I would take. Because at the end of the day, at that level, wins and losses is all that matters. But you can't take that approach as the head coach when, because you will never win a game. You have to take the approach of changing the culture and getting these guys taught to be better husbands and fathers. Not to win football games. In 10 years, nobody's going to give a fuck unless you win the national championship. Nobody's going to care that you went 0-10 at Kansas. They're going to care that you got your degree, you fucking were a better father, and you're a husband that means something to someone. And you're not out there calling women bitches and sagging your pants and acting a fool. But yet we got dudes making five, six million that can't even issue a Black Lives Matter statement without a PR guy and takes over a week when George Floyd gets killed and we have this movement across the country. There's countless number of coaches that did it and can't do it. And yet 90% of your roster is black. There's no relatable coaches in this business. They're there for the paycheck. They're there to, tra- to, to move up the ladder, to move and get a better job. There's no investment in these kids. It's sad. It's fucked up. And I wish there would be a president that had the nuts and the gall to say, you know what? Let's change the game. Let's think outside the box. We could get a guy on the cheap. Fill the stands. Get some money back for the money we've lost in coaches in the last... $20 million they've paid coaches to leave in the last their last five coaches. Their last five coaches, they've paid $20 million to leave. That's a fact at KU. Go look it up. Mangino, Weiss, Beatty, Miles. 
They've paid $20 million to, for guys to leave and have been the worst Division I Power 5 program in America. I would salivate at a place like that. Not only because I can bring in, not only because they have, this is the thing, people don't understand. Kids want two things. They want you to be genuine and real with them, whether they know it or not. And they want cool and colorful uniform combinations. I'm being dead serious. You think I'm bullshitting you? KU has one of the coldest color schemes there is. You can go chrome, white, red, black, blue. And f- the way I would freak that would be un- unbelievable and unrivaled. You have a $300 million athletic facility that's either being built or been built since the last time I was there. I'm not sure. You can win in Lawrence, Kansas. Lawrence is a great fucking college town. I mean, I'm telling you, it's unrivaled. But it doesn't get credit because it's a horrible in football. They've been horrible in football. They're great in basketball. They're down a little right now, but they've been great in basketball for so long. That's really what's carrying that town. Imagine them having a great football team and basketball. Come on, man. It can be done. I'm just telling you, but it's going to take somebody. It just takes one time, man. One time to someone to say, you know what? We're going to do it and watch him. Watch KU. KU could be the school that is a trendsetter. And then the other people follow the model. You could be the fucking, uh, you know, what is it? What was that? Uh, Beanball or whatever it was called. Moneyball, the show. Uh, Bean. You could be that guy. Just telling you. And then watch other schools do it. And then guess what? You get more opportunity. You get more options. It's riddled with nepotism. People don't understand. This profession's riddled with nepotism. But yet there's a guy on football scoop that comes out and said there's no such thing. <laughs> Come on, man. I was just talking to a friend of mine yesterday. He was talking. To, I'm not going to say no names because he's a famous person. And was talking about how he got his daughter into school. She didn't deserve it. Come on, man. You're telling me there's not nepotism involved everywhere we go in this profession? The head coach at Kansas State. This is how cold nepotism is. People don't want to know. I tried to tell this cat at, on the football school, but I said, you're crazy as hell thinking there's no nepotism in hiring the best candidate. No, it's not. The best candidate is not being hired. The best candidate is sitting at home. Kleiman, or whatever his name is, the head guy at K-State, sent his son to another four-year institution to a buddy. This is who you know business, not what you know. Please understand that. So he wouldn't take the heat for nepotism on his campus. It's still nepotism because it's who you know. He got a buddy, and he sent his son there. Do you think his son deserved to get a fucking job over a thousand other dudes that didn't even have a chance to interview for the job? It's a who you know, not what you know profession. I can talk about this, the, 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 the Bowdens. What has the Bowden sons done? 
You don't think that hit their son, Bobby Bowden's sons, Tommy, Terry, were put in this profession because of who they were, daddy was? You're crazy. What about the Beamers? What about the Spuriers? What about the New Heisels? I mean, there's a ton of coaches that's got their kids in the game. What about the Snyders? Come on, man. I know, I'm telling you, this profession, the real coaches, the grinders, the assistants that are the ones taming the kids and making sure they're not fucking doing shitty, dumb shit, the ones that are helping them and actually recruiting them, and then the head coach, you know, is the guy that's just this figurehead wearing a suit that really couldn't give a fuck about them and expects you to be the guy that makes sure they don't fuck up in the dorm and go to class and all that shit. We all talk. You think that these guys are better suited for jobs than those guys? And there's not even an interview process. Oh, man, we hired them. Nobody's going to question. Nobody questions it. There's no Rooney rule in place, which is a shit show rule anyway. Nepotism is at its highest peak, in my opinion, and it's going to be there until you change it. And until presidents and ADs step up and say, listen, let's interview these candidates and let me be a part of it. ADs and shit ain't part of their process. The head coach interviews who he wants. This guy in football scoop, Zach Barnett or whatever his name is, oh, it's the best. It's no politics play. The best candidate gets a job. It's about loyalty. They're going to hire guys that are loyal. Man, that's the most fucking. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm be honest. And you and you write up football articles on a daily basis. Like that's your job, and you're that bad at it. Blows my mind. But hey, man. People don't fucking, they, they only know what they know and don't know what they don't know. And it's amazing that they, they sound off on shit they don't know about. So I got guys on Twitter, but you know, your, your guys don't graduate. Well, we graduated more kids than anyone in America. <laughs> so you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and stay in your lane. But we have too much of that, man. It's unbelievable. And it's perception is reality, unfortunately. And Netflix depicted me in a certain manner. And it is what it is, right? I have to accept it and wear the shirt and wear it. But that's not, you don't know me. Why don't you see kids bashing me? Because real recognizes real. The kids understand it and know it. And that's what these ADs and the presidents of these big time universities need to figure out and go turn over rocks yourself. You're this is your baby. You're the president and the AD of these institutions, and you're how do you sleep at night with shitty programs? With shitty graduation rates, with cats that are leaving your institution without getting their degrees, APIs super low and you guys are leaving your institutions not getting degrees and then being fucking shitty in the community how do you sleep at night and then you fire a guy and have to pay him millions of dollars when there's dudes out there that will do it for fucking pennies on the dollar and grind harder than you've ever seen and get and be more productive with their product but it only takes one to do it but we haven't seen that happen but they could be a trendsetter man on another undertop, but I appreciate all my KU fan supporters, man. Much love to you guys, man. I just, I'm just too 
they're just too uncomfortable hiring a guy like me. I'm too risky for them, even though I'm not. They don't know that, but they think that because they think they saw a show. <laughs> and that's just the truth. And unfortunately, scared money don't make money. And, uh, you know, they'll hire some guy. You know, hopefully they hire Willie Fritz. Great friend of mine. He's, done, he's a Kansan, Pittsburgh native. He's won at everywhere he's been. He's won. And he's a great dude, great family man, great family. The Fritz uh, daughter's son, Willie's son, coaches with him at Tulane. Um, he's the number one candidate, in my opinion, who should get it because of his ties and roots there. Um, again, he's an older white guy, but he's not a Les Miles. He's not a – he's relatable uh, – much more relatable and, and, and in tune with these cats than a Les Miles would be. Um, you know, then they've, you've got Jeff Munkin on the board. You have a few other guys they're mentioning. Um, you know, another good friend of mine, Dan Lanning, who's a DC at Georgia. I think he'll make more money at Georgia as a DC than he does as a head coach at KU. I don't know. But, you know, again, um, you know, and then you got Lance Leopold, another good friend of mine at Buffalo University. He used to come through Independence and, and, and discuss things when he was rebuilding Buffalo, and now he's turned Buffalo around. Great, great coach, man. Gets it, knows how to turn programs. Um, he's being mentioned. So there's some good candidates in there. Um, you know, but again, it's a recyclable business. It's just recyclable guys. And you see a lot of guys leave these mid-major universities and come to a power five and struggle again because why it's not about X's and O's. It's about Jimmy's and Joe's. You can't recruit the same guys, no offense, but at Buffalo or at Tulane as you would at KU and Tulane, Willie straps GPA requirements are unbelievable. I've been there many times with him and we've discussed it. It's very hard to get into Tulane. Remember, my quarterback was his quarterback at Tulane for two years from Independence, Jonathan Banks, who was a K-State transfer, by the way, who I got to leave there to go to Independence. I can get a guy to leave K-State to come to Independence Community College, but you don't think I can get a guy into KU? Like y'all say, man, you guys got to wake up. <laughs> we better recognize. I've always said, just I just need a polo. Give me a polo with that motherfucker Jayhawk on it. Shit. I will get guys that you're not supposed to get to Lawrence. Period. And let me put my money where my mouth is. Talk is cheap. Money talks bullshit walks. I'm just telling you. You're not going to make a change in this profession. By continuing to do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. You're not going to go anywhere. You're, same, you're the same guy, the same person every year. KU's the same guys every year. Mid-major coaches struggle because they leave, they go to this new place, and guess what happens? You can't beat out Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, TCU, any of these schools, West Virginia, on kids. So when you leave and come to a KU and then you go after and say, listen, you're already behind the eight ball. You've already inherited a class before you that the former coach had in there that was shitty. No offense, right? They were bad. You've inherited them plus trying to go get your own class signed 
which is mediocre at best, and you wonder why you get fired in two to three years. You have to change the mindset of recruiting. You have to change the culture. You have to go in there and make a splash and go get a kid that's not supposed to come to KU. You know, just so you guys know, Puka Williams, your best recruiting years at KU, I had coming to Independence as well. For some way, you guys got them figured out academically, and you had and you figured it out. Hey, I'm not mad at it. I told Beatty, great job, shit. But just so you know, he would have been an Independence. I'm glad he went to KU. Hope he makes it. He had fucked up family life, fucked up situation. His best friend was with me at Independence, played two years with him, with me. Those are kids you got to go get. But you only got one of them. I'm going to go get 20 of them. Year one. <laughs> That's the difference. Change the culture. Out recruit your own campus. Put the fear of God in them motherfuckers. Not in a bad way. In a good way. We're going to out recruit our own team. Better shape up or you'll be shipped out. You better figure this shit out because I'm going to out-recruit you. Nothing personal. It's all business. But I'm still going to love you, and I'm still going to fight for you, and I'm still going to make sure you graduate on this scholarship that you were on. That's not happening. Nobody gives a fuck. The coach that takes the KU job is usually shopping jobs on the job to look to get the fuck out. I don't give a fuck about those kids. How can you recruit a kid and bring him to your campus, play for you, and then leave and take another job like that? It just don't sit well with me, man. But you presidents and ADs continue to allow that to happen without stepping in and saying, you know what, enough's enough. Let's be a trendsetter. But that's just what it is, man. That's my thoughts and take on it. But KU, rock chalk. Appreciate you guys, man. Um. I'd love to come there, brother. I just don't think it would happen. <laughs> um, Papa John's, the old owner that was basically rooted out by this board, he said the last 20 months he's been taking classes and, and reflecting on how not to say the N-word. Have you heard this shit? How does it take 20 months? First of all, if you have to look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, what can I do to not say the N-word? You are a fucking racist and have a problem. And you definitely, I'm glad you said it. Everybody knows, but goddamn, you should have stayed in the closet, brother, with that one. And Shaquille O'Neal bought it, bought the fucking, bought into Top Papa John's on commercials with the motherfucker. Money talks, bullshit walks, man. Nobody cares. 20 months to worry about not saying the N-word. The Texas Fight song comes out as a non-racist song. Now listen, I've talked to a million people. I've talked to people that are really, really directly affected by the song. They've pointed out things to me that have proven to be racist. But again, is it being misunderstood or controversial? 
My good friend took the head job at Texas, so Coach Sarkeesian. Steve's got to take that job. He took on that first day on a job, and they already brought up the fight song, and the kids didn't want to do it last year, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And the AD's on record saying we didn't force the kids to stay after games to f- sing the song, but then the kids are saying they were forced to sing the song, and it's just a shit show. And is it misunderstood or controversial? It's controversial because the kids that play for you at your institution think it's a racist song. You have to start bending a little more. We're in 2021. Learn your demographic. Learn your kids that you sign to scholarships. Learn what makes them tick. Each kid ticks differently but the team needs to go on the same clock. Each kid is approached differently. They all have different fucking personalities. They all, some can be cussed out. Some need to be loved on, but the team rules should be the same. If you, any of you guys are late, that's what we do. And if you miss this, what we do, but little Johnny is my star player. He's not treated special. But maybe he's coddled in the personal meeting. He's not a guy you cuss out. He's a guy you caught you 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 hug. Maybe you're a best your other best player is a guy you cuss out. And you don't hug. You have to learn your guys. Relationships is what makes programs win games. Coaches lose them. Players win them. Coaching's very overrated. Just telling you. Give me a fucking KU fucking polo. Let's see how overrated that shit is. But for for less miles to get paid $2 million, there's a million less miles out there. Just so we're clear. Coaching your black kid right now. <laughs> and you and your mom or dad or family or friends or whatever weren't the CEO of yourselves and did not investigate it enough and you go there, find out the real, and then transfer. Now you're labeled a transfer portal guy that nobody really wants to fuck with and coach. Your NFL stock may go down. Now you're at your third school transferring because you refuse to really be the CEO of yourself and do the actual research. That's what makes me different in recruiting than anyone else. I'm going to do it for you in your house. I'm going to be blatantly, brutally honest. And you're still going to choose to play for me because you, I have a fucking gift on selling and getting you to buy the shit I'm selling. Not in a fucking fake, false way, but in a real, real way. Because you're going to know when you leave my meeting with you and your family how it's going to be on the first day. It's not going to be a fucking glitter and gold in your house and then I'm an asshole when you meet me in, in a team meeting. I'm going to be an asshole when you meet me the first time. <laughs> but I'm going to love you and you're going to know it. And you're going to be like, damn, coach is real. That's the difference. Kids ain't fucking dumb. They're, you know what? You can call them dumb, actually. But they're not stupid. There's a huge difference. They'll see right through bullshit. And they see when you, when you lie to them. And they know... Because real recognizes real. They may not have passed an SAT or an ACT or some standardized test. They may not have a 4.0. They may have to have fucking worked three jobs because their mom has six kids and is working his three jobs herself. 
maybe he don't fucking know how to read as good. But are you going to be the coach that takes? Do you think Les Miles and these coaches are fucking putting coaches on these kids at three or four in the morning and teaching them how to read like I do? You can talk to 150 plus kids of mine over the past 20 years and tell you I used to pick them up four or five in the morning and teach them how to fucking read. But presidents and ADs won't fucking figure that out. They won't hire guys like me that are willing to do those things. See, that's what it that's fun to me. See, it's not fun to these guys. These guys want to chill and go golf and be around millionaires and shit. I don't. I want to be around the kids. Because they see you do shit. They don't want to hear you say shit. They heard Les Miles say shit. But they saw him do different shit. That's the difference. That's what these guys don't get. It's what you do, not what you say. That's what these players want to fucking see. They don't want to hear you say it's going in one ear out the other any fucking way. They want to see what you do and how you act. But that's too hard to grasp for guys that PhDs, I guess. I don't know. It's crazy. But there's millions of less miles out there coaching your kids, just so you know, mom and dad. But and for every less miles, there's a misunderstood cat who can coach his ass off, recruit, relate, discipline, and love better than them. But these ads and bosses and, and presidents will never see it because they're they're blinded by ignorance and ego, and settling for the norm, and not wanting to be a trendsetter. See, if I was a president of a university, I'd be trendsetting. I'd be looking. I'd be interviewing motherfuckers that are so unorthodox i'm like i want to know i want to truly turn over rocks fuck a search firm so you're paying hundreds of thousand dollars to a search firm to find the same motherfucker that everyone else finds you cannot tell me this shit is not the dumbest shit you've ever seen ku's hired a search firm that's going to go out and go get the big name guy they can get and they're going to be the same shitty fucking program they've been and the president and the ad's the same guys and the ad's will get fired and the presidents will move and matriculate through the process they'll go through into another big 12 school and it's a good old boy network and it is what it is i mean that's what it is i'm not mad at it i'm not hating on it i'm just telling you i wish just one would step out of bounds and say you know what i want to do this this way one time what are they gonna do fire you you fucking already horrible. They might promote you. But scared money don't make money. Um, but just so you know, for every Les Miles, there's a misunderstood dude out there. Les Miles supposedly had his background checked. All this shit passed. And you call me controversial. But he was a great hire, right? You know how many of those guys are out there? These weirdo fucking creeps that don't even give a fuck about the players. They don't even meet the kids. They don't even see them. Like, you can't even go into their office. It's like a sacred fucking ground. KU would be tripping when motherfuckers are coming in my office, sitting in my office, chilling. 
Now, of course, there's going to be some discipline. There's going to be some fucking when to know when to come in. But goddamn, it ain't going to be a fucking holy grail. My kids are going to be able to come in. If I'm in a staff meeting and a kid comes and knocks, how many coaches do you know? Get the fuck out of here. Come back. You see we're busy? No. You ask my indie coaches. That kid comes in the office first. His issues addressed right fucking now. I don't care if I'm in a meeting with the AD. That's my baby. He's first. I brought him here. Take care of your own. They'll run through a wall for you. These guys don't get that shit, man. But I'm too controversial. Because a text message got put out of context by a kid who called himself the name that I texted him as basically calling him, I'm come see your daddy, motherfucker. Shut up. Yeah, like I'm just a big old fucking racist. <laughs> come on, man. You guys got to fucking be smarter than this. I'm controversial with that, but you can fucking creep on little kids, girls, boys, whatever. There's so many weird old shit. But guess what? Our president of the United States was that for four years. So what, what do you expect? Why do you think there's no black owners in the NFL? Why do you think the GMs and ADs, there's no black ADs in the SEC until they finally the first female was hired at Vanderbilt this year? 2020, 2020, the first black AD hired in SEC history happened to be a female. We're progressive, aren't we? Well, is what it is. I'm not the most progressive dude either, man. I'm fucking stuck in my ways, but God damn. We got to be better than this, man. I just believe we have to be. Hey, man, listen. Slapdick Podcast is also brought to you by eBay. Whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go. Cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for the sneaker seller out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell and flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. eBay, go check it out. But anyway, man, misunderstood or controversial? Turnover rocks out there, naysayers and haters. Go figure out who you're hating on. Go find out the real. Go talk to people that really know. It blows my mind the audacity a cat has to say my team graduation rate was horrible and our, and I just made them eligible to play for me. Motherfucker, I set starters down because they didn't have what, it, what I asked them to do. They didn't have the GPA or had too many Fs. They did not play and they were up at 5 in the morning running every day. And if they wanted it bad enough, they would fix the grade. But guess what? We had the highest GPA of football playing schools in JUCO. We had the highest graduation rate. We sent more kids to Division I than anybody in the country. But I cared about eligibility. But it blows my mind. I shouldn't even respond because it's just a guy that's a clout chaser and he fucking, 
you know, it's just it's when you talk about the kids though and their success leaving me, that's what irks me. And you know, it's crazy. I got twenty two guys in the NFL, sent two hundred and twenty six division one. I have more guys in the NFL than KU's put out into the NFL in fucking probably the last I don't know, twenty years. <laughs> I mean, who's the last NFL player to come out of KU? Fucking Talib, the corner? I mean, I don't know. I'm just asking. There might have been a couple guys. I don't know. But it's not a lot, man. So you're basically a commuter college at Lawrence, Kansas. If you're playing Power 5 Division One football and you're not sending guys to the NFL, how do you expect to get a guy to come to Lawrence that is a four- or five-star recruit? It's called ignorance. It's called fucking doing it over and over and expecting a different result. Insanity. You have to start getting guys to the league. It starts by getting the best high school and junior college players. (laughs) You're a commuter college. You're just playing intramural football out there. Your guys aren't moving on. What are you doing, Kansas? And you're not the only college. I mean, there's a ton of a ton of you out there. But hey, man, listen. I just wanted to defend the KU faithful, the Jayhawk faithful that supported me, and that's why I did this show. I appreciate you guys, man. And I, hey, it'd be great to come party with you guys after beating. Uh, Beating everybody's ass and uh, people being shocked and jaw dropped. It is what it is. That's what would happen, though. Go share this with your boy uh, Long and the president. Hey, man, appreciate you guys from KU and Lawrence to everybody in small town in USA. It's a big town, L.A. Don't be a slapdick. Real Coach JB. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance. Give me another guy. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Let's find a guy, man. I'm just telling you. Coach, I don't want to fucking hear your mouth. I'm tired of hearing guys talk back, man. Just say yes, sir. Coach, he fucking hired me. I don't know no better. Fucking sicko. Take your ass home if you don't want to be here. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's the last chance for you, last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. In Kansas City. And you just had some interesting stuff to say about KU, I imagine they came up to your program, so <laughs> kind of interesting to get your thoughts on, kind of what you think about them, honestly. Every year, man, that shit happens. Uh, hey, give me two seconds, alright? Uh, yep, yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, cool. Like I said, we'll keep you like 10. You there? Yep. Gotcha. Can you hear me all right? 
Yep, we got you loud and clear. All right, cool. I'm using my podcast little mic and stuff, so. All right, cool. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome back into The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the radio.com app. Let's head to the phone lines right now and be joined by Jason Brown. He is the star of Season 3 and Season 4 of Last Chance U. He also was the coach at Independence Community College. Jason, how you doing, my man? Good. How you doing, brother? Doing good, Jason. For people who don't know, what are you up to these days? Man, what am I not up to is the real question, brother. Uh... Man, I got, you know, I'm doing my uh, whiskey and cigars. Um, that's going that's going well. We'll be in Missouri, Kansas, Arkansas, and Oklahoma this month as far as liquor stores, as far as the whiskey. So finally we're getting out there. We've been online since August, and now it's been really, really going really well. It's been rated 96 points out of 100. So the whiskey's really, really good. And uh, and the cigar as well. So it's been going. And, uh, and man... Raising pit bulls, man. Shoot, I've always done it, but you know, I had Stogie, who's more famous than I am. So he had his first batch of uh, pups, and so now we're uh, I'm ha- I'm having a little put a little built a little kennel in the house out- outside, and uh, we're gonna do that. I'm doing that, man. I'm just staying busy, man. Doing the podcast thing and a million other things. Speaking to high school kids and coaches clinics, uh, doing coaching clinics online, and, and and now that it's opening back up, maybe I'll get back on tour here, which I was supposed to do before the COVID hit. So you and I were going back and forth a little bit yesterday about the Kansas job, and that's why I wanted to have you on to talk about it. I'm sure that Kansas coaches have stopped by your programs and tried to recruit some of your players. What's the coaching perception of the Kansas job? Well, actually, that's false because they didn't come by because that's why they're bad. So that's the that's the issue. The last coaches that came by was a, was a good friend of mine, David Beatty. So he was the last coach that um, would come by and recruit our guys. Um, but ever since he left, you know, when Les took the job, um, and I sent Les kids to LSU years ago, but uh, he never sent a guy by, a guy by. He had over, he was there a year before I left. Um, he didn't send anyone by, um, which was crazy to me. But that was that, in my opinion, that was that, you know, he had that uh, mentality that uh, maybe they're too good for Juco. I don't know. But obviously, I didn't let anyone else in my office from that point on. So, uh, once David left, uh, Dave Beatty left, I, we didn't have any relationship with KU. Um, and I, and I never let K state in the office. Um, so that's just what it, what it was, man. And, uh, you know, the perception of the job is, um, I believe out there that's it, it, for the young go getting coach like myself and, and others that I know tons of, I think it's a exciting, great job to get, especially with the athletic facilities going in that were being built when I went up there to speak to a, uh, to a uh, psychology class. So uh, I saw that being built, and I don't know how far along that is, but I know that's $300 million worth. So, I mean, facilities and the color scheme KU presents, I mean, that's that alone um, will attract kids if you got the right guy in there. That's interesting you say that because I kind of look at it the opposite where let's say I'm a 37-year-old coordinator somewhere, and I am on the fast track to being a Power 5 coach. I don't think I would take the KU job. I would just wait until November when a better job is going to open up that just gives me a higher entry point and more chance for success. I kind of think KU is going to have to go back in that less mile lane. They're going to have to find the 55 or older coach who kind of is on his last leg. Nah, because the 37-year-old coach, has he been a head coach before? That's the key. That's the question that you're answering. You know, your statement there was, is he a 37-year-old Power 5 coordinator that's, that's been a head coach or has not? 
if he hasn't, he needs to take the job. Because this business, man, it's who you know, it ain't what you know. And it's a good old boy network. And the truth of the matter is, unless you have that experience in the saddle, that nobody else will hire you. Auburn's not hiring a coordinator from Alabama unless Nick Saban tells him to. So, like, you know, that's not going to happen. So somebody young, the Graham Harrells of the world or – or, 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 or some of these guys that have been in the conference, those are the guys that they should go after because they haven't been a head coach yet, and you have to have that experience, and sometimes you have to take your, 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 your lumps, and being a sacrificial lamb is part of it, and, and that's the difference, man. you got to cream rise to the top. Like, what are you scared of? Go, go make KU great. I mean, that's, that's what the elite do. I know we're talking about KU today because Les Miles is let go, but did, did you say that you would not let K-State in your office? Yeah, I wouldn't, man. Me and Snyder didn't get along too well. Um, you know, he, he, he would try to charge my staff, um, to, if you really want to know the truth, because I have nothing to hide shit. I'm not, uh, he, he, wouldn't, he would try to charge my staff to come up there in clinic, and I said, you out of your rabbit mind. I said, not only did you take six of my kids when I used to be the head coach at Compton College years ago, Marvin Simmons, I mean, I, I have a long list of kids he took from California JUCOs from me. Um, and then I'm in your backyard. Not only have you not been to my office, you don't let my coaches come to your office? Like, something's wrong. So, no, I didn't let them in. Typically, when you've got that type of talent that is going to go D1 as a chance to eventually go pro, do you go out there and contact those coaches, or do they come calling you? Oh, no, brother. That's like saying you're going, you know, does the prom queen contact you or do you contact her? That's just what it is. They're going to find you if you got, if you got players, they find you. And I've never had to contact a, a D one coach in my life for kids, maybe at the high school level using connections that I had. But besides that, if you got dudes, they're going to find them. And we had the best talent in the country. We had more talent than KU and K state, my four years at independence, just FYI. And so I'm just telling you, those guys know when, where the talent is, and it's just up to you to, as far as you know, having a relationship with those guys and make sure your kids are going to be looked after and taken care of once they go to those, those organizations or programs. I didn't feel that that was how it was going to be at K-State, for one. And obviously, uh, it really, I, was, I was right. So I'm, I'm happy that I didn't send nobody there. But um, you know, the, the 101 kids that did go D1 in my three years there were, were all, all thriving and uh, have a chance, a lot of them, you know, 10-plus NFL chance. So, um, you know, we made the right decision at the time. Did you ultimately like having the cameras around during last camp year? Was it more of a pain in the ass looking back on it? Man, the cameras do, didn't bother me because um, I never even knew they were there. It's the microphone, obviously, um, that, that I was always concerned about. That was the reason why I shut. I didn't even accept it when they offered it. And I would, you know, after I had to think about it and talk to some mentors of mine and, and just people like Pete Carroll and different other people that I've known, they're like, you know, after we had to talk, I won't discuss the talks, but I, I went in and I said, dang, who am I to, to, you know, not allow a bunch of young players and coaches the opportunity to be filmed to kind of further their career. And I got 13 coaches, division one jobs in three years. So that in eight of them were free guys. Um, so, you know, contrary to all the belief of bitching and moaning about living in the dorm for free, I would have did it in the New York Minute growing up at, at 22, 23 years old. But nowadays, everyone's, uh, you know, wants instant gratification and 
are so enabled and soft that that's above, that's beneath them. And so that's how I felt with Les Miles and Juco. I thought, I think he thought it was beneath him. So just look at the signees, but you know, Juco is not for everyone. And, and you know, some guys go after Juco kids. Some don't, you know, Alabama, Clemson, uh, those type of school programs don't need Juco kids. They might need a need here and there. They'll try to pick the best Juco kid. Like Georgia took Jermaine Johnson from me and different guys like that. But you know, they didn't need JUCO. KU and K State needs JUCO kids. They need the older kid that has been through it and that can help them right away because they don't have the in-state high school talent, and that's just what it is. And you don't have to be a 15-year head coach at a four-year program to understand that, but these ads and presidents think you do, and that's the fallacy of this whole thing. Um, right now, we're talking to Jason Brown. He is the star of season three and season four of Last Chance. He coached the Independence Community College for those seasons. I tweeted about Willie Fritz, and you thought that he makes a lot of sense for Kansas. I've also seen some KU fans throw out Jim Levitt's name as a potential candidate. What do you think of those two guys? Great friends of mine. Um, I talked to the Willie. I texted Willie yesterday. Uh, you know, I used to go up to Tulane a lot. He would come speak to my guys at Indy. You know, he grew up right up the street. Um and uh, from Indy, obviously, a Pittsburgh guy. And, and I've known Willie a long, long time, his son. I'd go up there and clinic with him a lot, bring my whole staff to Tulane. My quarterback obviously started for him at Tulane. Uh, my first quarterback at Independence, Jonathan Banks, who was a K-State transfer, by the way. Um, so, you know, Willie's the best fit by far. He's getting up there in age, so a lot of people that don't know the profession will probably hate on the fact that oh, he's another older white guy. But... Willie gets it. Willie understands it. Being a JUCO guy, you know, there's certain guys that get it, and, and most JUCO guys that have been around it get it. 99% of our teams are African-American guys. Um, you know, they understand the dynamic, the demographic, um, the geographic landscape as far as Kansas. He knows it. Um, so I, I believe he's the best fit by far. But will they go outside the box? Jim Levitt, I know real well as well. Um, I don't feel the same way about that hire. Um, I just think that Willie just is a is a is an ultimate fit. Does he does he just got a new contract? Does he leave Louisiana? I don't know at this point. You know, um, but you know, I just want to say this: coaching is overrated, fellas, and it gets too much. It gets too much praise. Like it, it, it's about going and get the dudes. And that will they run through a wall for you and believe in what you're selling? And that's the ultimate deal. These ADs and presidents think that it's a it's a it's a X's and O's and you have to be, well, we're gonna go hire an O coordinator. We're gonna hire a D guy. There's no such thing as an O and a D guy. Go be the guy. Go get the guys, not the other guys. Go get the dudes, bring them in, get them to run through a wall for you, get them to graduate. And watch the next batch of dudes come in. Get them to the NFL. Look at what Saban's done. Look what Dabo's done. Name me another coach that deserves $9 million a year. Because nobody else besides Dabo and Nick, besides Ed's Ogeron's one year, uh, one hitter wonder, you know, who else has won? Like, who wins? Jimbo Fisher won one at Florida State. That didn't last. But, like, all these big-name coaches, and they're all good friends of mine, by the way. I'm not bashing any of them. But who really deserves that money? There's two guys that win year in and year out. Like, that's it in my opinion. And they have the best dudes. They have the most guys go to the NFL. Coaching is overrated. Players win games. Coaches lose them. It's that simple. 
Now can you get them to buy in, get them to believe in you, get them to run through the wall, start behind the line, finish through the line, the little discipline stuff, and can you relate to these guys? Right now, <laughs> these kids are not believing in a lot of these older process thought thinking coaches and they're just not you can't even do issue a black lives matter statement out here on the west coast within 10 days without a pr guy Dabo sweeney couldn't do it so i mean it's unbelievable to me you can recruit 90 percent roster of being black kids you, we got 79 i believe i just did the data 79 percent of division one football and basketball players are are, are black 78 percent of the coaches are white some, something's wrong, right? So can black cats not coach or are we not giving them an opportunity? Because see, it's, to me, when a white guy screws up, he apologizes, it's a mistake. Oh, it's a mistake. Les Miles, it just made a mistake. He apologized. Kirk Herbstreet, oh, he makes a mistake. He just made a mistake. He apologized on Twitter, guys. A black dude or, or someone like myself who defends the culture and, and has always you know helped out the inner city kids, oh, you're, 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 you're sentenced to life. And you always be judged for the mistake you made. That's the difference, and that's the cold part about this business. And until people understand that, it doesn't matter what we talk about because they're going to recycle this profession and they'll hire another Les Miles here tomorrow. So just so you guys know, that's just how it is. So, Jason, let's say that Les Miles in a hypothetical comes to you and says that you have rebuilt programs, you've turned programs around. What kind of coach do you think we need to do it here at Kansas? What would you tell him? If Les Miles came to me? No, uh, uh, Jeff Long, the, uh, the, uh, oh. a- the athletic director. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I spoke to him when I went, because, you know, this same buzz was going on when Beatty left. And I, they invited me up there. I went up to the KU, obviously, to speak to a class. And the president, a couple of people were in there. We actually talked. And, um, you know, they gave me this whole tour and everything. And the fan base, they were actually on campus with signs to hire Coach JB. So I, I love the fan base in Lawrence, man. I love the guys. They're, they're blowing me up on Twitter today. It's fun, man. I just wish they understood that I'm a guy that someone will never, uh, they're scared of, 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 of a guy like me because I'm, I'm out of their comfort zone. I'm not in their fraternity, so to speak. Even though they know if they gave me a position, it would be a done deal. It would be over with because the kid that's supposed to go to Alabama will now go to KU. And that's just what it is. And that's something that people won't, they're, they're scared to give a guy like me that shot and opportunity. And I told people, I've talked to head, head, head uh, major Division I D, ADs through this process of being, you know, so-called celebrity status on that Last Chance You and all this crap. I've literally told ADs, hire me for 250 k and let me earn my money. Earn my keep. Give me a salary pool of money for a legitimate staff because I know every coach in America and I know I can get the legit ones to leave certain places to come with me. Let me pay those guys. So in essence, I'd be paid less than my coordinators and coaches. But let me prove it that way. And you know what? If 80s and presidents would ever even think out the box, and now I'm not talking just me. I'm talking, I know 25, 30s of me that are willing and able to do it better than the guys that are being recycled to do it right now. They paid Willie Taggart $18 million to leave, fellas. They paid Malzahn $23 million to leave. 
Does that make sense to you guys? I mean, like, so they're going to rehire the same dude? Like, Willie gets a job at FAU, obviously a much lower tier. And Malzahn gets a job at UCF. And it's the same dudes. It ain't no new bodies. And you're still paying them millions. Like, to me, it just does it's not a rocket science. These guys have PhDs, these presidents, and can't figure this out. And, and really, the shameful part about it is they have no clue on the hiring process of the football coach. They leave it up to search committees, booster clubs, ADs. And, you know, I don't know the situation with Long and everything like that. But, you know, he hired Miles, who he had prior knowledge of and contact with. And you're telling me I'm too controversial? <laughs> but you got a guy that's in there that's doing what he's accused of doing? Like, we all get accused, and I understand that. And, and I don't believe um, one, one, one mistake should define you. But I also don't believe one apology should vindicate you either. And that's why I don't apologize for crap. I mean, if t- apologies to me are made by liars and thieves. I'm not going to apologize for getting 101 kids division one and never having a kid get arrested or thrown out of school or, or, or get kicked out. I mean, I'm not apologizing for helping young brothers get into school and graduate. I'm just not going to do it, but that's just what it is. So I'm a, I'm an a-hole for that, you know? So I don't know. I think Willie's the best coach for the job. Um, is he too old for it? I don't know. Uh, but you know, um, you got to go young in my opinion in a town like Lawrence, Kansas. You have to go young because of the, the demographic. And if you don't, you know, I just don't think, even though everyone like, oh, I like Les because he was a, you know, he's done it before. But this is the thing. He hasn't. He really inherited a program. He won one time and didn't do much else after. He can't relate with those kids. And those coaches that he hired were doing a better job recruiting. He had a couple go-getters. I knew who they were. And just so you know, Kay, you just hired the O-line coach who was my O-line coach at Independence. So, so you're clear, Lee Grimes. So I'm just saying it's a, it's a who you know, not what you know business. And, and uh, I, I don't know. I think you have to go younger on this time around uh, if, if Willie's not the choice you want to go after. The last question here, we appreciate your time. We asked you a little bit about Last Chance U. I actually haven't heard your comments. What did you think of season five of Last Chance U, so the last season – in California, and what do you make of them uh, of them switching to basketball and them and them uh, releasing it tomorrow? Man, you know, I, I haven't even watched my own show to be honest. Um, so you know, damn well I didn't watch the, the newest one, so I couldn't answer that question to be honest. Um, I did see some clips of it. I was asked on a podcast yesterday, um, was I fairly depicted in all this? And listen, they don't show Nick Saban's. They don't show Ed Ogeron. They don't show good friends of mine, Sark, guys like that that would come into Indy to recruit my guys and tell my boss, this is the most well-structured junior college environment, the most well-mannered kids and uh, that I've ever been around. They don't show that. For what reason? I can't tell you. Now, the clips I saw of the new season, they got the guy talking about mental health and putting him on the phone on practice with his wife with kids. You know, I know it's a gentrification area, Oakland and, and San Jose. Did they prove, did they show that for a certain reason? I don't know, man. You know, you can all these conspiracy theorists out there. I, I don't know why they depicted that. Once I knew that when I saw a few clips of my show, when they sent it to me early before the release date, I knew which way they were going because the producer told me himself, I was the most, you know, 
unfiltered person he's ever filmed in his life. And when I heard that, I knew which way they were going. And they wanted ratings. And obviously, my show, my two years were the highest rated show. Uh, not only one of the highest in Netflix, period, but it was by far the most highest of all the last chance used. So, you know, I, I used to be the offensive coordinator at East L.A. College, actually, where they're filming the basketball deal. And so I know the AD. I know some people there. Um, I don't know much about it. I probably won't watch that either. I, I have no real interest in it. But, you know, I, I watched the cheer deal that Greg Whiteley did, the producer of Last Chance You. I thought the cheer thing was pretty good. But I guess all those guys ended up being pedophiles or something. So I don't know. It's one of those deals, man. It's just, hey, I'm, like I said, man, you know, some people can do certain things and, and, and be vindicated and, and praised for making an apology. Some guys can just be tabbed uh, the devil because he doesn't make an apologies. But is that misunderstood or is that, uh, you know, <laughs> controversial? I, I don't know. You got to make your own decision on that one. But, you know, it is what it is, man. I, I'm pretty sure KU will... Well, hire. You know, I, I have a gut feeling. I don't believe they're done making decisions and moves. So I think they're going to do some other things before the head coach gets hired there. And that's just my gut feeling because of what happened and the prior knowledge of certain individuals. So that's just what rumors that I'm hearing. But it is what it is, man. We'll see what happens. But, um, you know, hey, if they came calling, I'd, I'd pick up the phone. I, I let everyone know that. The fan base is great. KU, Lawrence, they, they've always been good to me. Um, they gave me a standing ovation, man, at a game um, when they played Oklahoma. Or no, it was Oklahoma State. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. So, I mean, uh, you know, I never expected that. And, and uh, so I thought that was great. And they continue to be supporters of me, which I appreciate. And so, you know, it is what it is. We'll, we'll uh, hopefully they hire somebody that can turn that place around. And that is Jason Brown. He is the star of season three and season four of Last Chance U. He was a coach at Independence Community College. He is opening campaigning for the Kansas Jayhawks job. Thanks, Jason. All right, brother. Take care. Thanks, man.